again. Hello, Hello again. again. Hey. We are back after many, many months of off-season from Survivor. It's been like three. Yeah, it feels like a lot. It does feel like a lot. And here we are, uh, back again to do some drafting for uh, the Fantasy League that we do through the season of Survivor. Um, it's always tons of fun. Uh, we're all kind of coming into the season with a little bit of like a blank slate on what's going on. And we have quite a bit of rule changes that we have kind of stuck into our system here just to Wait, keep what? things uh, a little more interesting. Just like Survivor, uh, you know, if we just do the same thing over and over and over again, eventually it's not going to be very interesting. So we have some twists of our own, uh, basically two big format changes. Um, first big one is the introduction of chance dice um chance dice are like a little bit of a currency in the game but they also have a little bit of a function um straight from flying uh, the info is all players start with one die and can roll it for extra points any episode uh, dice size increases later in the season or it can be spent during the redraft and then some things give additional chance die like certain point Earnings give chance die, um, but the biggest one to look out for early in the season is whenever somebody gets voted out on your team, you get a chance die when that happens. Um, so you can use these at any point for just like an extra little boost in points for your team, or they do have a little bit of like transactional use a little bit later on. Additionally, if you hold on to them longer... Uh, they'll increase in size. And by that, I mean they'll start at, let me see, what are we starting at? We start at a D6, and then they'll go to 8, 10, and eventually 12. So uh, we have lots of specific rules on the rules tab of our spreadsheet, which is available in the show notes and will be at rngshow.com slash 42. Check those out. Those are chance die. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about them a lot more later on in the actual season. Additionally, a big change is that this season we're going to be having a redraft in the middle. So This is the part I'm excited about. Wait, so, what? <laughs> apparently Zorig is not caught up on the, the, the new rules. So instead yep. of us all <laughs> doing the draft today and sticking with those teams for the entire season and we always oh any trades no nobody has any trades whatever now once the pre-merge is over with the remaining uh survivor contestants left we're going to draft again so everyone's going to go back into the pool everybody gets to um have a chance to like lock people in from their draft today if they wish to um but it's kind of like a little bit of a comeback comeback mechanic uh, because what's happened a lot with our fantasies in the past is like somebody loses a couple people early on and then they're just kind of like dead in the water for the entire rest of the season. So this is an opportunity for uh, things to just become more interesting once we hit the middle of the season. So that might affect, you know, a little bit of our strategies in picking today. You still might want to choose your top like favorite people you think have a chance of winning 
because you will get a chance to lock them in if you want. But uh, focusing a lot more on who you think is going to be successful in the pre-merge is probably going to be um, more important here. And that doesn't necessarily just mean go for all the, you know, the beefiest guys, because what we've seen uh, lately in Survivor is sometimes those people just get voted out anyways. So what if I like beef? Then you can choose all of the the beef, beefy dudes you want. Um, but nice. you're going to want to think a little differently here for this draft than you might in previous drafts and, uh, don't necessarily get too attached to the people you choose today because, um, in a, a month, month and a half or so, uh, you might be rolling with a different group. So with that being said, um, this season, there are four of us here <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you have me tune i've been here for a long time ever since we started still going strong i am joined here by other regulars such as fred hello and soaring who's that i don't know that person and of course tb What's good? Uh, we are all running as individuals. We don't have teams like last season. Uh, however, we all do have um, some special icons to accompany us. Just to uh, really solidify our identity. Right. <laughs> you guys are toast. <laughs> I thought Fred was a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be referring to the spreadsheet quite a bit. Uh, like I said, that's always available to any listeners, either through the show notes or at rngshow.com slash 42. It is filled with information. It has all of our rules. It kind of has results of the season in terms of boot order and like cumulative points so far. It has our you know points earned per episode. It's just a lot of information there, and I really recommend it as a uh, companion piece or at least referring to it um, at the end or the beginning of an episode. For our draft this season, we've done a couple different things over time. We've done like an auction. We've done uh, just like straight order through. But I think what we usually rely on the most is the snake draft. And we're going back to the snake draft again. This is based off of our point totals from last season. Um, so whoever was the most successful last season is at the bottom of the snake order. So essentially (laughs) we're going to be starting with soaring, then Fred TB me. And then we reverse that or we mirror it. And then it goes me TB Fred soaring. And then we just kind of keep going through. So soaring has the first pick. He also has the last pick. Now there are four of us here and there are 18 people on the Survivor cast. So that means there's two people left over at the end. Those are going to go into waivers, which I feel like we actually haven't had in a while. Uh, but how waivers... I have never right. <laughs> interacted with waivers at all. So how waivers works is there's going to be two people at the end of our draft who haven't been chosen by anybody, and they're going to go on to the waivers team. And... While they're there, they're kind of just like on the bench. They're not earning points per se for anybody, uh, but we still might track it for unit totals. But basically, whenever we are doing 
an episode like this, if you are interested in it, you can swap out one of your players with somebody who is in waivers. So it's kind of just like a free trade where you don't need to negotiate with anybody. Uh, though, if two people are interested in the same person, we might need to... Uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, we might need to work out a specific ruling on that. I actually am not sure if that's something that has come up before, but uh, we'll we'll get that locked down before the first episode airs, at least. So, Sweet. with all that being said, um, do you, any of you three have any questions? It's still pretty much the same as usual when we're drafting at least i think my only thing is uh when it comes to chance dies getting better and better is there any reason to use the early ones how it works right now is the chance die will continue to grow until like episode 11 and then they drop in value and then you also have to spend one um per player remaining in the game so if you have like two people left you would need to give up two chance die and if you can't do that then you will lose points equal to three rolls of a chance die for the people you can't cover so that would mean like if you had two people and you had zero chance die, you have to roll six and you would lose that many points so you want to hold on to them a little bit oh that's crazy yeah. Again, it's a new con it's it's a new concept and, and flying definitely has a vision in mind. Uh but I think <laughs> I it's gonna be hard to fully realize until it's put into practice. Right, because my main thing is that like f- the thing with points is that they don't they technically scale post pre merge, but like getting points early gives you no advantage. Right, mm-hmm. so there's no reason for you to ever use them before they are at their max. Right. So there has to be, there should be some kind of incentive to use them, and you know, something I was thinking about is like maybe, you know, points give you a better redraft spot, right? Where we order it by like points, right. so you have an incentive to get points early, so that you can go first in the redraft or something like that. Uh but. Uh, you can spend a chance dice to move your way up but, the yeah. ladder. Like, chance die is really, like, you want a bunch early on, but it's it's kind of just if you, like, if you want to play it risky or not, or if you really want to engage with, like, the chance die rules or just go with the flow. And if you just want to cash in on points, you can kind of do that. <laughs> but we'll kind of figure it out as we go. <laughs> for sure, um, for sure. And and see where everything kind of ends up but it's it's experimental so like survivor exactly and maybe we'll ruin our game by doing this maybe it'll be great we'll see (laughs) (laughs) okay so let us get started then so soaring you are starting us off as you have done so many times before um why do you keep bringing it up why do you keep bringing it up (laughs) it's notable (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so i will preface that you know none of us have done like a bunch of super intensive research or at least i've done much less in the past we're all at you know slightly different familiarity levels with i've this done cast. exactly 15 minutes of research but yeah soaring maybe has not <laughs> done it <laughs> quite quite much but who knows you know it's all kind of random in the end 
Uh, it's all part I, of the strategy. <laughs> this is how I win. I overprepare every other time and lose. Now that's true. Knowing that's true. nothing. <laughs> so with that being said, switch it up. Uh, go ahead and make your pick. We all might chime in a little bit, and we'll make our way through. We got sixteen to go. Uh, all right. My number one pick is Chanel Howell. Chanel. Okay. And why is that? Um, I I don't know. Like I basically just scrolled through the Survivor Twitter feed and looked at all the videos, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. She she seemed confident and uh like she knew what she wanted to do in the game, and that she had, that she had the drive to uh, accomplish it. She also you know didn't seem you know overconfident either. Like it felt like she was very self aware in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chanel was my number two. Oh. Um, and I think it's for very similar reasons. She seems very savvy and, like Soaring said, pretty confident in what she wants to do um, without it seeming like she's going to play too hard, right? It doesn't seem like she's trying to... She's not so intense that it would, like, worry me about a, somebody who seems pretty game-savvy. Right. Um, and I like that sort of middle ground you know like again like Soren said that self-awareness of like what she wants to do who she is goals etc etc um and so i just got you know this really good sense that like she knows what she's doing and she knows how to do it without it completely like ruining her you know social game and stuff like that sweet yeah i'm glad you didn't just say like you put picked the person at the top of our contestant pool <laughs> i considered <laughs> saying it as a joke <laughs> and soaring's a second pick uh daniel struck more <laughs> like daniel pick. stunk am i right <laughs> yeah i feel like uh I feel, fred i feel like you summed up chanel pretty well there i forget what is what was chanel's occupation <laughs> if, uh, if chanel <laughs> is an executive recruiter uh-huh. right right from New York City with a hometown of Hamden, Connecticut. Great, thank she you. She is 29 years old. Her favorite hobbies include exploring new countries, trying new cuisines, and blogging about them. Interesting, interesting. Um, I only bring it up because I feel like it's something that so many people said this season. Mm-hmm. Three to words to describe was... herself would be cunning, competitive. I mean, yeah, we don't need to have the whole <laughs> No, we got it, we got it, we got it. We got the vibe. Um, but, like, so many people this season... We're like, I do X job and X job will make, make me very prepared to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what uh, interview directors are for. <laughs> right. Uh, and it just, it felt like everybody said that, which is fine because, you know, some of them do apply to varying degrees, but, um, you know, Chanel's just one of them. And I don't know if it actually matters at all in her specific case but yeah it's a we'll, thing we'll see how it plays out i feel like she's on in probably like a pretty decent position on her tribe i unless she ends up being like really annoying or something i can't think of any reason to like really vote her out early on i don't think she's yeah, really gonna like know. you know we all thought jd was going to be a golden boy last season yeah but i don't know this is kind of a rough tribe to be on but it seems like, you know, just looking, like, I think, like, Mike or Lydia or even Jenny could, like, probably be considerations for, like, early boots in that tribe versus someone like Chanel, who really just feels like a good person to kind of have around, both for the early and late game. 
Yeah, and that's that's definitely how I thought about it. Because if she was a, just a, a tad bit more intense, I think she wouldn't be on my list at all. Um, mm-hmm. But because she seems very, you know, chill while still being, like, confident, I don't think she'd ever, like, rub this tribe the wrong way. Yeah, the the only thing that kind of rubbed me wrong while watching the videos of her is that she called herself a threat in the game, and that's, like, that's just kind of nitpicking. Like, you don't know before you go in whether you're going to be or not, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. But, I don't know. She She was kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah, we'll see how it pays off, for sure. So, there's our first pick with Soaring. Um, Fred? Europe. All right. This is a person that uh even just from the very first like cast of real pictures, um I talked to Tune about mm-hmm. that this person was somebody that I was interested in. Um and you know, I just had to wait and see what they were like. Uh and after listening to the interviews, I was like, "You know what? I like them. I like them more than everybody else." And so my first pick is going to be Omar Zahir. All right. Okay. Good pick. And, uh, yeah. And so, like I said, from the very first, even just pictures, I was just like, Omar seems like a a friendly guy, you know? (laughs) But, like, my one concern was, like, he might be too nice, maybe a little too soft as a player, maybe. Um, But... After listening to the interviews, it seems like he knows what he's doing and who he is. You know, very a very you know, like devout uh, survivor fan, at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think the things that stuck out to me the most and why he like instantly shot up my my list was just the way he talked about how he came to be the person that he is. Were things very similar to like how I lived my life i guess Mm -hmm. it's just like you know the way he thought about things the way he talked about things i was like oh i relate to that that's the thing that like i thought when i was younger or the way like i matured was through this you know um he talked about like when he interacted with people he would notice like how a person made another person feel by saying x saying y uh doing certain things right and i was like oh that's something i did in you know high school whatever i was like if i felt if somebody said something that made me feel uncomfortable, then I'd be like, okay, that's something I should never do, right? Or somebody said something that was really funny, I'd be like, oh, that's, you know, how they act, whatever. And that kind of, like, similarity, you know, maybe it's it could just be, you know, entirely biased, but, like, I think that's interesting. And I want to see how that kind of thought process, the way he thinks, the way he's going to play, is going to, you know shake out yeah yeah i think Omar's someone i had kind of high up on on my list uh i think you're right like he'll be able to kind of just exist and this the the taku tribe seems like it might end up being like maybe a little intense or maybe a little relaxed but either way he'll be able to kind of fit in there really well (laughs) and should be able to make some pretty like decent connections early on i think yeah for sure um, I think this is also an interesting uh, occupational uh, situation because he's a veterinarian, mm-hmm. right? And again, he mentions it in his interview as like, 
uh, or I don't know if he mentioned it, but, you know, obviously he talks about it, but uh, an interesting side of that is that compared to, like, a therapist or a recruiter, like, you know, we'll get into, um, he's not talking to the animals as his, like, clients, mm-hmm. you know, in the way a therapist would. Um, you have to talk to the humans taking care of the animal right and compared to like a therapist where it seems very back and forth and transactional to an extent um the it's sort of like talking to a parent trying to take care of the kid right you have to convince them that you are right and that giving you know your kid your animal whatever this treatment this medication is actually good for them and i feel like that is very different than if you are just talking directly to a patient and um you know of course occupation stuff isn't the be-all end-all but i think that that those kinds of interactions in his career will actually end up helping him maybe Mm -hmm. more than a lot of the other people that talk like very um who were very adamant that their career was, like, a big deal in helping them. Yeah, or they assume, like, yeah, those exact skills will translate over. Yeah, and it feels like Omar's might actually uh, transfer more than those, even if he doesn't necessarily think of it that way. One thing in my notes about Omar is uh, he he kind of contradicts himself subconsciously because uh a lot of what he was saying was talking about like you know taking it easy uh kind of hanging back not like sticking out but uh his body language while speaking is just really intense Hmm. so we'll we'll see if he like if that becomes a factor or whether or not uh that he'll actually be a really intense player in the game Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just have to wait and find out. Yeah, well, even that's actually interesting because even beyond just like how that indicates how he plays, I think the bigger thing with that is how he's going to be perceived, right? Because even yeah. if he's consciously doing these things to make himself, you know, um, kind of fade into the background, and you know, he's saying all the right things, doing all the right things, if he has that, you know, um. Uh, first impression as being this big personality really intense because of his body language then that will make that game plan kind of fall apart inherently even if he doesn't necessarily do anything incorrect yeah there's not a lot of place to really like hide on these small tribes of six people so you know compared to like 10 people eight people right there's not as much really hiding you can do so it'll be interesting to see what sort of comes up this also seems like a, I don't know. All these tribes are really interesting. I feel like this is kind of like a pretty solidly built one. Um, and then obviously you have like Jonathan in there who is like the most physical dude out there, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm curious what sort of uh, like dynamics we might see grow out of this tribe if they don't end up going to tribal council very often. Because that always creates uh, interesting sort of like divisions. So I'm yeah, curious to see sure. if, like, he is he would be one of those people who are like, oh, we have to get this dude out, and they're, like, constantly trying to get rid of him. Or if he is kind of sitting in, like, a comfortable spot on a majority alliance, it's really hard for me to foresee that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the only, the last thing to bring up with Omar is that in the preview, we're spoiled a little bit, 
maybe not it made me doesn't end up being like a big thing it was just like an interaction that they clipped but uh he was talking to Mary Ann, I believe, in the like main trailer for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that that's a potential strong duo. Um, yeah, it could be. But again, it could just be an interaction that they had, and then it got clipped. But right, yeah. That is okay. that is the one other thing that we have a potential like relationship established going into this. So there is Omar. Next up is TB. All right. So going on the trend of uh, picking a different tribe than the other two. Okay. I'm I'm going to reach down to the uh, Ica tribe. Uh, my first pick is going to be Drea Wheeler. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Tell us about her. She is a uh, very smart person she's a business owner mm-hmm. uh a, a fitness business as that so she's obviously very fit she does personal training as well for people um beyond that there i didn't notice like a whole lot of uh different st- uh stuff i haven't done a whole lot of research but um she does seem to be very level-headed uh very a- adaptable and like able to you know pick apart what and find out what needs to be done very like resourceful from first impression yeah uh Dre was actually one of the people i was considering as a pick as well uh you know of course considering how these first three went just feels like you know like you said just a very like reasonable sort of person and especially like in the range of of people who might be like more extreme on the personalities or like extremely leaning into an archetype just feels like the people who are a little more like normal can kind of work their way in there like be good with people and just stick around especially on this tribe it feels like she's pretty safe uh i feel like there are so many other people that would probably be considered first to be voted out uh, whether it's for like challenge strength or like threat level, but Drea seems like she could sit pretty easily in the middle there and make most of the decisions on this tribe. Yep. Yeah, I think that was my only concern gameplay wise is that maybe she butts heads with like, I don't know, Roxroy or somebody that might want to lead the tribe, but, um, you know, I think specifically with somebody like Roxway, that probably wouldn't happen, but I think mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, always a potential thing to uh, think about. I have a very <laughs> personal reason for having Drea in my, like, never draft, okay. um, only because in her, like, audio interview, she mentions that, like, she both is supported and supports Goop, the brand, <laughs> and uh, I think that <laughs> that's just, you know, a very personal, like, Oh, that's a no no. <laughs> there's there's no shot. Uh but as a as a game player, I think she's totally sound and uh a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm not familiar with what that even is, so <laughs> Okay. It is uh Gwyneth Paltrow's wellness brand. That's the oh, one. Oh, oh, okay. But yeah, there, there's some stuff going on with that. But regardless, uh I 
the, yeah, I think Dre is a good pick here. All right. Well, that leads into uh <laughs> double pick. Yeah, that leads yeah, into this me is, it, and then me again. I'm so interested. So about it's, this, it's pretty early, and this is honestly a pretty powerful position. Um, though <laughs> I do, I don't know. I do feel a lot uh smaller right now than i i have in in the past i feel much less equipped with um you know research and reasoning uh so i kind of like drafted out a fun little short list and the the top two people i have on that list are still open uh and i consider a little bit like if i wanted to try and game out tribes or anything because we are you know just doing a you know pre-merge draft really is like what we're doing here so i consider just going for the people who like either you know sticking all to one tribe or something but i think i might just go with what's feeling kind of natural to me and i guess just for the sake of um what's on the document i'm considering which of those people i want to be my first pick versus my second pick even though you know it really doesn't matter but I think I'll just go in terms of flowing the conversation uh and I'm gonna choose Roxroy as my first pick Interesting. Uh, he just seems huh? like kind of a That's kind crazy. Of chill dude uh I feel like he'll yeah. be like in a decent spot on this tribe um I do think there is a potential for the like younger people to all come together, but I almost feel like it's more likely for the young people to kind of fracture a bit. And I feel like Roxroy is in a good place to kind of attach with Drea and create a really strong duo there more than <laughs> any other duo potential on this tribe, at least. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and Roxroy was my 100% do not draft. <laughs> also saying, <laughs> Roxroy was like a maybe as my last pick if he's open because he's fun, but a never like by choice kind of the pick. The vibes I was picking up from him with his interviews is that he was just kind of confused and didn't know why or where he was. <laughs> Yeah, Which so it might might play to its advantage. I don't know. So I do completely agree with everything that team said that uh, the Roxy Drea duo is more likely than not. I would say, um, and I do think the like young person alliance is always something that we see and then never ever comes to fruition. Really, mm-hmm. um, and so I do think that like on paper he's in a good spot but like tb said i don't totally think he's going to vibe as like a survivor player um i think he could totally get in a good position but i think if that position ever you know falls apart or anything like that i think it's going to be harder for him to make new connections in you know, let's say a merge or tribe swap or anything like that. I think, I think, by if if he makes the merge and a lot of the other big challenge threats in the game are still there, I feel like he won't necessarily be targeted right away. And I feel like once they get there, there are just there's going to be other priorities. 
and he'll be able to hang around for a little bit. I don't really see Roxroy winning the game, but I do kind of envision him sticking around for the pre-merge and for a little bit longer than that. Yeah, that's fair. So I think he'd be an interesting choice to uh, to bring on the team. Definitely interesting. I think he's also just like a very fun person to have, right? Yeah. Like he, he's, yeah. he's like a, a Tony. Tony would just be a fun person to have on your team i say as i traded him away right um but you know like i, also, I said if he if he was there in, the, in my last pick i would have picked him just for the sake of having somebody fun to root for right i i just feel like this isn't someone who is just going to be like dead in the water uh i feel like he has at least a little bit of a chance also i guess it's worth mentioning a little bit i'm trying i i'm trying to approach this one a little more like lightheartedly I feel like yeah. I don't really have anything to prove <laughs> when it comes to these, uh, <laughs> Oh, these I see drafts. how it is. <laughs> so I, Yeah, so to, to translate, you're trying to throw as I'm much as possible. I'm not trying to throw. I'm just trying to like, right, have you're just picks trying that to I think will be fun to the, follow. You're trying to pick the worst possible team, <laughs> right? That's what that's what I'm getting here. You're trying to pick the, you know, the lowest of, unit totals. That's, that's more of like a Jimmer strategy, I think. <laughs> so it would be impressive if I can go um, through the season with, like, the worst possible picks. I think that would be really interesting. That would be fun. Yeah. That being said, I am kind of left here with an interesting sort of decision where I have three people who I'm really considering here. And uh, at least the third person kind of marks off. The third person is like the last person I really care about, and everybody below that I'm much more kind of ambivalent towards. Right. So because it's going to be a pretty decent chunk of time until I get another opportunity was, to choose. I was going to say, that's the other thing with this pick specifically, is that it's a much bigger commitment than most of any of our other picks because it's so, it's such a big jump right a big gap so obviously you know it is now turning out that i probably could have been fine just keeping roxroy in the pocket for later but that's what's (laughs) always fun about the drafts is you never know and there's been plenty of times where like the last person or like the last four people drafted ended up having the winner in it so um that being said i guess i guess i can Nah, i don't want to necessarily be open i still have to think about my future i am surprised that these people haven't been chosen, but I'm going to hedge my bets, I guess, in a way, and go with who I think is going to be the most popular. And that is going to be High, uh, All right. who feels like he's in a really solid spot on this tribe. Uh, this is a person who I could see like actually winning the game. And he might be a little intense, but I think he'll have plenty of opportunities to like settle into this group and they won't really have any reason to vote him out unless they just really yeah. feel threatened by him. Mm-hmm. So in my list, right, I have like, it's essentially a tier list. You know, there's like a group um, of like any of these people are about equal and high was in, you know, the next tier, like the current one that, I'm working mm-hmm. at. So he he's definitely up there on my priority list as well. I just like 
feel like you know like you said his position's great he has a good head on his shoulders it seems like he knows what he's doing you know knows how he's going to be perceived whatever blah 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 um i just get get good vibes from him yeah i'd so watching the one video that i did watch i i found him to be you know generally a charming personality i think he'll be fun to watch but i think the one hookup i had about him is i felt that he might seem a bit naive it, like socially mm-hmm. possible yeah so, so I, I just wonder if he could end up, you know, being the type of person who's in a tribe who thinks everybody likes them, but, you know, they're just kind of being goaded around or, you know, they're being the patsy for the decisions that other people are really making. Possibly. I mean, uh, Hai has, has a pretty intense background and in, I guess. I guess you watched the like the one minute videos. I didn't watch that, but I'm also keeping in context like you've only seen the one minute videos. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you guys have watched you know several hours of interviews, right? I think I think there's and... I think there's some pretty solid like depth to to high, and I think he'll have some pretty good awareness. Like he's a really smart dude, and he's he was had the a lot one... of uh, experience. He's the one in the interview that said he was a, a latchkey kid, right? Yeah. Okay, right, yes. Yeah, I think that is where, not that specifically, but just that whole interview, I felt like he had the the self-awareness of, like, what he was saying and how it might be perceived that, like, is important. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just the way, of course, his story is very interesting um, and all that, but also just the way he talked about it. I was like, I like Hai a lot. Yeah, um, I think I think he'll be pretty likable both for like us watching and also on the season. Yeah, and so like in terms of my first few picks, where I felt feel like my first you know two or three were very were, were more leaning towards like game savviness to an extent. I feel like High was the one that I picked because I felt like he had that like big or overwhelming charisma that you know can create a winner a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that impressed me with him watching his interviews is uh, I, w- I watched the one that was like what they did during quarantine. Um, and he said that he played a lot of the board game Risk. And he was like, <laughs> uh, he was comparing that in like the decision making and he would do different strategies based on like how to play this one board game in as many different ways as possible and how he can relate that to the game of survivor so i i think i think he's a bit of a gamer yeah and sure. Hell uh, he'll, yeah. he'll be he'll be able to turn that into different strategies in the game to kind of turn things over in different directions that and take whatever comes at him in stride and use it to his advantage yeah i feel like i kind of see high as like a fourth boot or like a final four boot right yeah, yeah, I can totally. But I that. I really imagined him to be like one of those first three picks, so I already made my peace with not having him on my team. So it's kind of weird to like have him now, but uh, that's hey the man, world if we I had in. a if if I had a second pick, there was no shot. <laughs> I I would I would have snatched him up, but that's the the power of the the two picks. Yeah, yeah. So we got interesting setup there. 
Uh, let's go right back to TB and see who you're taking. All right. So I'm pretty torn. I have two candidates right now that I'm trying to think between. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is definitely more of a risky pick. But uh, I, I think with the format of this season in particular, with the midseason draft, I, it might be worthwhile to take an easy pick, assuming that they might get voted out in the first half, mm-hmm. and uh, just playing off of that. Yeah, it's kind of um, like low risk. So I'm thinking that's the one I'm going to go with. And that is uh, Daniel Strunk. All right. Ah, let's go. The making of an iconic character already. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing that like really made me click with him is how analytical he is. Uh, he in one of his interviews he's talking about how he studied a specific vote during David versus Goliath. Uh, to where like. Um, he mathed it out and had like three pages of notes and like equations and stuff to figure out what the most probable vote and what the most advantageous vote in this alliance would have been mm-hmm. and how they screwed it up. So I, I think like his vote math will be like next level. Um, <laughs> so if that doesn't put a target on him, I feel like, um, that he has a pretty good chance of like being very logical with everybody and explaining like what's a good idea, what's a bad idea from a like uh, an analytical standpoint. Yeah, he's he's a very smart guy. He's also a big spreadsheet yeah. guy. Uh, we got yeah, I was of... gonna say this is Daniel was uh, was if flying was on this season, Daniel was. Uh... <laughs> gonna be his first pick 100 percent as soon the as mascot of this show in a sense <laughs> as soon as as soon as the word spreadsheets came out of daniel's mouth <laughs> flying was on that uh but yeah daniel's daniel's great uh i think he also landed in a more more of a fun pick in my list but he was mm-hmm. still up there because uh yeah i think you're right i think he is very smart very analytical i think his biggest weakness is just going to be how intense he's probably going to come off yeah um yeah you know because like in his audio interviews very self-deprecating you know very funny as you know a character and everything uh but i think that can make him harder to like make it harder for people to get a read on him and feel comfortable uh with him in in alliance um and i think that that would make me hesitate to draft him uh but also in terms of the tribe i don't know how i feel about his position um i don't think it's the worst but again i think that maybe this tribe specifically doesn't mesh as well with his kind of personality yeah i do wonder about how he fits in like where his alliance is going to be at if he's going to have like a tight duo or if he's just going to be kind of part of the group he did kind of bring up on his own like (laughs) uh he's not super like confident in his own abilities regarding like the social game or the challenge game uh and if it's possible uh you know if the vaunty tribe like blows an early challenge that he might end up being the skate 
Jesus cake out there. Yeah. But regardless of how he does, I am yeah. very, very excited to see <laughs> Daniel on Risky the TV pick, show. Yeah, definitely pick. volatile, yeah. but you know, that's kind of the fun of having a second draft halfway through the season. Yeah. So Fred, uh you're up. Where are we at in your tier list? So High was the person tied with this person. Okay. Um, they're very different, <laughs> but I was interested uh, in them about equally. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the <laughs> the cast member with maybe the best name of all time. Okay. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Mr. Wurtenberger, a.k.a. Zach. Zach. Give me the Berg. That's a good choice. Uh, Zach is, he's in the spot where he was so close to being, like, another JD, right? Another young guy who's like, oh, I'm super prepared, I got everything, you know, down pat, blah, blah, blah. Um, And going into it overconfident, getting perceived, you know, as transparent and fake and whatever. Um, But nothing really nothing that he actually said or did or thought about or anything really gave me that vibe yeah there's like no red and flags so, <laughs> right and so i was like maybe maybe zach's actually a good pick even though i kind of went into it very like uh skeptically um and i mean yeah he just gives me good vibes like um i th- think was he the one that said he was the alternate for uh adam that was actually uh daniel oh okay sure 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 um but, but still yeah really, Zach really gives similar me, archetypes gives me adam vibes uh you know that isn't to necessarily say that <laughs> he's gonna win but like mm-hmm. i think that he has a lot of potential to do well yeah, he is certainly really well prepared and i think he is going to be a challenge beast in anything that is like a puzzle anything like that you know he's one of the things i remember from i guess it's happened a couple times in recent seasons is where they'll bring out a puzzle and somebody will be like oh they already did this and i already practiced it and it's going to take me eight seconds to do the puzzle i think he's going to be able to do that with like most of the puzzles yeah for sure Uh, and he's just going to have a really strong game knowledge uh i think he'll have a pretty like decent social ability he didn't really come off to me as like someone who's gonna be really awkward or like not good with people necessarily yeah yeah even if he come you know he's young and he might come off as like kind of naive looking i think he will get along with people pretty well and if he chooses to align with them you know there are a pretty good handful of like younger people on this on this tribe so zach's definitely in in a really good spot yeah. yeah, and he, he, he was fairly funny watching through his videos, and uh, he had a good attitude, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just really think that, uh, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I was a little hesitant, like I said originally, but, uh, you know, between him and High, those were those were my guys, and mm-hmm. so glad I got him. Okay, so I had mine soaring. You get the really interesting pivotal double, double pick, pick in the middle before this is... <laughs> waiting all the way at the end. 
this is maybe the most chaotic part of this draft because I think giving the guy that has 15 minutes of prep two picks in a row is, <laughs> is crazy. Um, but I, I am uh, so excited. Yeah. So the people who are left, they're left. <laughs> it is a cast. I think there, there, there are still some good options. I still have one person. Zach, Zach was the other person who was like really high up on my list. I still have one person kicking around in there, but yeah, I feel like from here down, it starts to kind of trend into maybe the, uh, you know, not as highly coveted, but that's, again, what's nice about the redraft is, like, it doesn't matter too much, because by the time we will know more about how these people actually play Survivor, we'll be able to make more interesting, informed decisions when we get to our, our second draft. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, do do do. Um, I'm picking between like a couple people that I'm just kind of like, do I really want this person? Am I sure? And this is me totally stalling as I look over bios again, <laughs> as I have been doing throughout all of your discussions. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, who do you want to root for? Is the other thing. Who do I want to root for? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it's a very me okay. way to draft, but <laughs> it is so hard to pick at this point. I think I'm gonna go with Tori first. Okay. And I don't know, like I just got a general warm, pleasant attitude from her video. Yeah. Like, I think she is also at a risk of just being really poorly socially adjusted to like the game. Mm-hmm. But at least the way she came across in the one video I watched, uh, she seemed like somebody who would be easy to get along with, uh, but not overbearing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that said, <laughs> throw throw her in throw her in a jungle for three days and let's see how that changes. Right. So Tori's the one that I have the most to say about because I found her okay. so interesting in why I didn't want to draft her. And not in, not like an extreme way. Like she was just she, she's on my list. She's just not like when I initially listened to her interview, read her bio, everything. I was like, oh, she's like on my list. Like she's she's high on that list. And then the more I thought about it, and the more I heard like other people talk about it, I was like, I'm starting to see why I shouldn't draft her. And the main thing is that she gives me immense JD vibes. Like, <laughs> I, I know, eerily I know. <laughs> close. And I was like, I'm not going to get burned by that. Um, but, like, <laughs> on paper, Tori's a great pick, and a pick that I really wanted. You know, she... Like like you said, she's very charming, very pleasant. Um, she's a therapist, which I don't, you know, again, as we mentioned, isn't necessarily the most... Uh, doesn't transfer as directly to a survivor as she might think. Um, but mm. she also has experience. This girl's 25. She's been a therapist for like a year top. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, but she also has experience with, um, other social games. What was it called? Uh, oh, she Sequester? Sequester, right. Right. And ah. obviously very different game, but things from, experiences from that still transfer to some extent. And she did very well on, on that show. And so I was like, dang, Tori seems like a great pick. Um, but again, the more I heard her talk, the more I sort of thought about her position on the tribe. I was like, oh, she's she's the JD. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens like when we take this really high energy person and like put them through actual Survivor where they're 
you know, forced to be more low energy. Um, yeah. But I think pulling on like the past, you know, competition experiences will be valuable. From what I heard in her interview, I feel like it's not like she's going to rub people the wrong way necessarily, but I think she might just get like too wrapped up in her own head or something. Um, and that could kind of lead to a downfall if she's really like overreactive, if she like hears her name thrown out and then she like goes all over the place on a whole tour, like trying to change everything up and then just creates more distance between her and the rest of the tribe. And it just ends up on her being uh, voted out. I I think we're all kind of like in a very similar like mood space around her, like up front she seems really great but that greatness also has a like a feeling of being a facade for something maybe less stable mm-hmm. yeah to her benefit though uh she is seemingly very good at like getting out of her comfort zone and uh because uh she went into a little bit on how she made like a, a like a i'm guessing it's a youtube series but she didn't say specifically uh, of where she goes around and like tries different things similar to like try guys esque that's interesting where uh she just goes and does new things pretty regularly and she's been doing that for like a year or two so um like if something kind of throws her off i feel like she might be able to roll with it fairly decently because she has been doing things to intentionally get herself out of her comfort zone that's interesting yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, yeah, that makes sense. I think the only other thing in terms of, like, gameplay is that um, with something like Sequester, which is much, much, much faster, right? Um, yeah. Like Toon said, I think if she draws maybe too much from that experience, that a situation, like you mentioned, could occur, where, like, you know, as soon as she hears her name, she feels like she needs to instantly go and change that as opposed to maybe letting things um sit for a bit before you know taking the best opportunity possible um and so like yeah i i i want tori to do well honestly um i just fear for her (laughs) and how that occurs yeah so tori good volatile pick and it'll be really interesting to see how we feel uh when we do the redraft she might be super popular she might not be there at all (laughs) yeah so uh i know we're in the middle of soaring's two picks here but we've also kind of hit like our halfway point uh so i think and so let's take a moment to thank our (laughs) skillshare no i just wanted to reflect a little bit on sort of like the picks we've made obviously like one of the most obvious ones that stands out is like the tribe divisions uh so far we've pulled mostly from the uh Ica tribe Ica tribe we'll find out soon uh which i think is interesting it feels like this tribe to me is going to be really like it's going to have a really clear split in the middle of it somewhere and i don't know if that's between like rocks or Drea and four younger people or if it's like the younger people versus themselves. Um, and in terms of challenges, like they have a really strong position for puzzles, but don't really come off as like physically strong as 
the other two tribes do to me. So I think yeah. it's interesting. That's kind of where we've pulled from, especially with like the pre-merge style thing where, you know, like I said, it's like you would maybe think first like, oh, just grab only people from like the tribe who's going to win the most challenges. But we definitely have yeah, I see what you mean. more to go here. Um, I I'm think... also the only person with anyone from Taku. Right. Um, yeah. We've we've pulled mostly mostly dudes so far. Um see also something that I was thinking about um earlier today when I was when I was listening is uh I feel like in recent seasons there's been a big like narrative push about like, oh, you know, like a woman hasn't won the game in so long. And I'm curious if that comes up at all in this season because Erica did just win. <laughs> so haven't they not seen the season but exactly they don't know that that. (laughs) yeah but i am curious if they would show that on tv still or not Uh, that is interesting because i can imagine you know lots of people mentioning it just naturally Mm -hmm. and then the editors having to go we can't use that (laughs) we can't no no what the editors are going to do are they're just they're just going to splice words uh around every time this comes up (laughs) so it sounds like you're talking about how there haven't been many woman winners Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. or there's been a lot of male winners yeah or there hasn't been a woman named tori that has won (laughs) (laughs) you're like you know what she has a point yeah yeah Wow, wow. Such in-depth analysis by this cast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we ready to jump into our second half here? Sure. Uh, I think so. All right, Soaring, uh, you're back at it again. All right, you've all stalled long enough for me to to, to make a decision. Uh Great. Uh, And I'm going to go with uh, something a little risky as well uh but i'm gonna go for jonathan young there he is uh i figure one place where i've often fallen apart in these drafts is avoiding physical players i think that's kind of been internalized to me as trying to be like avoiding all the big threats who people don't want to work with Uh (laughs) but also the way that our rules work is physical threats get a lot of points yeah yep (laughs) <laughs> so you know in the modern survivor it's pretty common for a lot of people to gun for the ultra physical people up front i find yeah for but, sure uh if jonathan can survive a few a, a few tribals or you know avoid going to tribal i think that's the big thing uh, then I might be sitting pretty pretty for this pre-merge section. Yeah, I mean, yeah, last season we had a legitimate NFL player make it almost to the end. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Jonathan's a pretty good pick for this format, and I feel like he has kind of been the uh, like elephant in the room in a way, where it's like if you're gonna take <laughs> yeah, anybody yeah. and get rid of him later, like Jonathan's probably that person. Uh, but who knows? Like he might end up like locked into a good group. He might just end up being a really good number, or maybe they're just like, okay, this guy is like way too much of a threat. We should get rid of him before we hit the merge. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe he just sucks at everything he talks about. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just wrong. Maybe he just throws. He does. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, he talks about how he like regularly swims in the ocean and he goes spear fishing and like these are all very good survivor things. Mm-hmm. 
but uh for like the game aspect it's very bad as well yeah so jonathan falls into this group of people that were in my like never draft because of the way i feel like their path forward is just getting brought along and i didn't want somebody like that i think jonathan amongst that group is probably the best because of course um his you know physicality and sort of whatever blah 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 is probably more useful than the other people i put in this category uh but it still he still feels like something that's more of a number to somebody else than anything um than anything else and i don't and and because of that he also feels like the person who's going to get cut first from any kind of alliance he gets. Oh, but Fred, you're forgetting. To. I often pick the winner in this show, but I don't win still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why you picked, I don't know, Chanel, Tori. <laughs> I don't think Jonathan's going to win. Also, uh, I feel like Jonathan kind of reminds me of Soaring when Soaring is wearing 19 t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, what does that even mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Fred, you're up with our 10th pick. <laughs> uh, this one is going to be the hardest one. Um, because at this point, I'm left with three people on my list that were all perfectly tied <laughs> oh. in my like. Okay. I only really have vaguely positive, you know, opinions of these people. I don't have any kind of like, you know, passion about them or anything like that as as picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who I'm so picking it, if I get the chance. I hate how he says that. Oh, I hate when he does that. <laughs> um, because <laughs> now I need to meta game and see if I can <laughs> snatch it. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one's hard. I'm I'm between two people for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, this one's actually so hard. I think I've only I'm... just realized I get no more agency in my picks. <laughs> no, you do. You get the choice between three at the end. Oh, yes, I do. You're right. I think both of these people are going to get picked if I don't pick, or I think the other person's always going to get picked. Is my only concern. Um, I'm going to go with. I know who you're picking. I don't know. Any maybe you do. Uh, I'm already crossing it off on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I think I know who Fred's gonna go with as well. Uh, dude, because see, I don't. I I I actually don't know. I'm I'm still I'm still go- doing the math in my head. Just do it. For what it's worth, Nike. I have no idea who you're gonna pick. Thank you. I appreciate your support here. <laughs> I'm gonna go with, uh, <laughs> dude. Is that? I'm gonna go with Marianne. Marianne. All right. So th- this one. I knew th- you were gonna pick her. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I-, I was actually wrong. Um. Yeah. Same. I. This one's just really hard. Marianne. I hesitated to pick because of, as I mentioned. Well, so first thing, the thing with Marianne is that she's a gamer, right? (laughs) An actual gamer. Animal Crossing, baby. (laughs) And, you know, 
sweet. <laughs> I support that. Um, and she has experience with like these, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what they are, but I believe they're like tabletop social games or something along those of, lines. If you think about the ORGs, that's like online reality game. Okay. Or something where it's, you know, it's like, you know, playing sequester or something online. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a simulated survivor, uh, where it's like you still go through the same things and you might run it out of Discord or something, but it's like you would get a challenge, but it's like a crossword puzzle or, you know, you still make alliances and you still vote people out. So it's like you can do that for Survivor, you can do it for however many other sort of like strategy type games are there. But the point is right. that Marion has experience in these. Yeah, she's a gamer. And I think that is a big deal of course you know pacing is different of course she might be terrible at these games <laughs> she mm-hmm. might just have you know the experience of playing them um but i think that that experience is going to be interesting mm-hmm. um again my concerns being that a um i haven't picked anybody from the green tribe so my tribes are a little uh skewed and then also i'm picking the person that i said earlier was seemingly tied to omar which means that if their duo just gets deleted right (laughs) or if their duo uh doesn't get into a good position early on Mm -hmm. then i'm probably losing both yeah your fate is locked to theirs right and so i really didn't want to put so many eggs in this one basket but i did like her slightly more than the other people I considered originally. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, I think Marianne kind of turned into one of my like first priority picks for the second half of the game. I just don't think she's going to go pre-merge. Yeah. Really? Like, it's kind of just the feeling I'm getting. Um, so in that, she's probably like a safe pick. But I think she'll be really fun to watch, which is, you know, kind of also part of the reason I, I wanted to have her on my team. Um, maybe people will find her unbearable or maybe they'll just fall in love with her. It, it's hard to know. But I think she has an interesting uh, future set for her in this game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, uh, Fred, that makes you the first person to have uh, two people from the same tribe. Yeah. Wild. Which is also what made me a little hesitant, but... Might be good. Who knows? Um, yeah. DB, you're up. All right. So I have three people left that I want to consider, but I only have two positions left. Mm-hmm. But luckily, two of my three picks are of a very uh, like similar archetype. Okay. And that is the... The tribe mom. Oh, yeah. classic. Ooh. Um, and they both happen to be on the same tribe. Now, it's a decision-making process for which one I want to pick. Uh, they, they're they both on the Taku tribe. So I'm looking at uh, Maria and Lindsay. Right. Um, and can just, like, thinking between the two of them, uh, I, I'm not entirely sure 
which one I want to go with. Um, I know I know which one I would pick Lin- for these two. Lindsay seems to like bring more to the table, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously, like that could also be a detriment. Yeah. Um, Maria is like seems to like might break down under pressure like very easily but that might garner sympathy within the tribe and allow her to like sneak under the radar for longer so it's it's kind of a difficult pick um but i think i will probably have to go with Lindsay. okay Lindsay is who i would pick here yeah, I feel like time. this is a you know the, the mom sort of archetype. I feel like belongs to Mariah much more. Um, but they're definitely yeah the kind of people who can go really long into the game or <laughs> be voted out very early. I feel like with Lindsay, yeah, uh, I feel like she's gonna have a really like loud she's personality. Well rounded, I think. Uh, yeah, three words yeah. to describe you: loud. <laughs> I just feel like uh, <laughs> if. If yeah. she manages to blend with this group, then she's going to do great. But if they just are feeling a little put off, then they might just get rid of her early if they don't really want to put up with her anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's certain scenarios that like will come into the early game of this mm-hmm. season that you, she has to not slip up at. Because uh, in her interview, she said she is really good at making fire. So that first day, the first week, whatever, they're on the island, she must not, under any circumstance, make fire. <laughs> she sees somebody struggling at making fire. She has to act dumb and be like, I don't know how to do it either. I don't think she would because... be able to do that. But yeah, she seems like the type that will like see somebody struggling at something, get frustrated, and like get hands-on and like oh fine i'll do it myself kind yeah of the, oh, all right just give it to me i mean pet thing. peeves i hate yeah. wasted time <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. anything that eats away um, time drives me nuts i have too much pent-up energy that i need to do something yeah if she can reel that in <laughs> and kind of hold off and just kind of be chill about things let people struggle uh then she's gonna do great in this game mm-hmm but that's a that's a gamble. Yeah. We'll see. Also, the second best last name on this season. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Delashowicz. Delashowicz. Okay. I, I had. Yeah, it right. I really yeah. wanted to have her and and Zach just for the novelty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wartenberg. All right. So All right. and, and then I have for another double pick. <laughs> yep. I have I have one more person that I I want to pick, and I I hope that Toon doesn't get. The I have these one more person picks. on my list as well, and I need <laughs> both of you to not pick them. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm getting leftovers. So have fun, guys. <laughs> I mean, you're not in as bad of a spot as the last pick usually is. Um, no, no, I'm not. I am kind of the final gate between what I guess would usually be the least desirable people, but apparently TV and Fred both have people they're looking for. Um, so maybe I can find them. Maybe not. I am kind of curious about the people who haven't been chosen yet. Um, 
can't like just how people are sort of feeling about those uh for example like romeo seems like a person who would be like a pretty you know decent pick uh on this tribe probably not in as good of a position as zach is i think but i also feel like there's not too much really wrong with romeo um there's also like mike who is like you know a pretty like physical like typical sort of guy you would expect but a lot of his uh like interviews and descriptions like puts an extra like interesting sort of philosophical side on him which i think interesting which i think could be like a really interesting change of type and on this on this tribe on the body tribe i feel like he could be a really interesting like leader sort of position where he is kind of either like the first main target or he is able to unite like a group of four people against two people um like on this body tribe i can see like chanel daniel high and mike kind of like ganging up on like jenny and lydia or something um Lydia herself seems like... Just You're talking a-, a lot. You should make your picks before uh, changing, like, <laughs> everyone's opinion about everyone. <laughs> well, that's what's <laughs> nice, is I get to make my picks here, and then I'm just done. <laughs> so it doesn't matter oh, what you're the worst. I give up. <laughs> that's true. Um, you could just say whatever you want. Yeah, Lydia's kind of just, like, a normal sort of person, and that could be for her benefit, but maybe I'm getting, like, big early boot vibes from Lydia. Who knows? Jackson we haven't talked about at all and I really just don't know how to feel about Jackson either I feel like uh you know he could be totally fine or just like doesn't get along with the tribe um I don't have too much to say about Swati really so it kind of puts me in an interesting spot I think the normally I do need a little bit more deliberation here I do think what I'm gonna do right away is <laughs> um Hmm. Well, now I'm second guessing myself as we get here. So I'm going to grab Jenny. Uh, just for fun, I think. Yeah, that's an insane pick. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's, a, that's a crazy pick. I think she was literally the last on my list. And or then prefer, prefer I'll also pick... Don't draft list. Hmm. I guess at this point I'm... I guess I'll just go like all in and I'll just grab Mike too. He's lost his mind. (laughs) Dang. This is insane. Like I I, like I said Mike's not Mike's not that bad of a pick. No no no. I I I don't think either of them are too bad of a pick, actually. I think Jenny's pretty bad. (laughs) I'm not gonna front. I think Mike is really interesting because like you mentioned, he's this he looks like a very 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 stereotypical archetype on survivor mm-hmm. but listening to his interview and listening to like other survivors he talked about you know you mentioned like ty as somebody he relates to um he talks about being very like sensitive and and feeling and all of that and i was like this is not what i expected and i find it super super interesting um because it makes me wonder if that's going to be enough to shift people away from his like his outward presentation, right? Mm-hmm. If that's going to be enough to create the connections that 
he needs to not be, you know, uh, targeted as the leader or the physical threat. Um, I wonder if those traits are even going to, uh, come out on the show or get across to other people. But like, I find Mike a super interesting character because of that, like, small change in, you know, him as like, uh, in relation to the archetype. Is it going to be enough to do anything? I don't know. Is he somebody I would ever pick? No. Yeah, but I mean, I think if I had to, I, mean, I feel like down at this him. part of the draft, like I don't really feel bad about these picks at all. I feel like there's not really anybody who I would give more priority to, really. Um, obviously, because I just picked sure, them. Sure. Um, also, I don't know. Like, it's funny that I've ended up with my my group here being majority from uh, Vati because they're the people oh, I'm, like, yeah, you're the free. least familiar with. But I also feel like if I'm going to dogpile on a group, I might as well dogpile on a group. Um, so that's kind of where I am. And like I'm just trying to experiment with the uh, redraft, too. I mean, like last season, I had a lot of people from the Blue Tribe, and it ended up working out really well. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll work out really well here. Um, yeah, maybe. Why? Uh, why Jenny specifically? I just feel like of these people, I feel like Jenny has the most, like, potential as sort of, like, a dynamic person who can fit in different roles. And if she can manage to, like, get into a good spot on this tribe and isn't, like, immediately put on the outs, uh, I feel like she can either be, like, a good strategic force, and I don't know if that'll happen or not, or she could be a good number to be pulled through the pre-merge, which is, you know, kind of what I'm looking for. Um, And just doesn't seem to really have any immediate flaws that kind of jump out at me. Interesting. Because my vibe from listening to her interview was that I don't know how she ever fits <laughs> in into, like fits in on this tribe with these other people i just i i have such a hard time getting a read on like who she is what she's gonna do what her strengths are i just i couldn't figure her out but we'll we'll find out soon yeah if you see something that i don't then by all means right and (laughs) it's all i don't know i do want to emphasize like I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of going a little loose here. I I've done much less like in-depth research than I have in the past. Like I haven't even seen the videos of them, so I don't even know how a lot of them like act as people. Yeah, like uh, physically. But I think I mean, I think it has created an interesting sort of draft uh sequence. I took High as a popular pick just because I knew he would be taken otherwise. But yeah. uh I do think it's really interesting that so many of my choices haven't been super popular and i think it'll be uh fun to see how that starts to play out and if they go your, home uh, early then oh well who was your your third went in your first double um this was rockshire high and somebody else i think when i was in that part because i was after so i chose high who was low it was like between high zach and jenny wait 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 wait, wait. did you just say that high was low <laughs> low of my first uh yeah my first set 
my top set was like Roxroy, Jenny, Drea, Zach, Omar, Hi, and then a gap, and then like everyone else. That's crazy. As a wild first list, but but you guys can uh, make fun of me all you want because uh, I've already proven my my judgment. So. I hate him. <laughs> I hate this guy. It, it's. It's fair enough. It, the, I, I, the, I stand by not thinking that they're bad picks. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I liked Mike. I didn't really get much of a read for Jenny in the one video I watched, so yeah. I don't have any strong opinions on her. That being said, uh, Toon did leave the door open for me. Yeah, no, it de- definitely was apparent that you know I was not choosing either of <laughs> your two picks. So Yeah. I think so, you, you two at least uh, seem like you've been pretty successful with what you've wanted, but TB, go ahead. Yeah, so since you left the door open for me, I'm going to close it and grab Lydia. Lydia. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. <laughs> you got so close. You're dead to me. <laughs> That's who I thought you were going to pick last time. She was the other one that I was deciding between. It was so I know. Dude, it was so hard because I'm sitting there again like – in one way, I'm like, again, I think Marianne is like a marginally better pick than Lydia as a person, but I'm also essentially saying I don't want anybody from the Vati tribe, mm-hmm. which is also not what I want, right? Yeah, you're closed off now. Yeah. So I was like, God, I want somebody from this tribe, but I think Marianne's a better pick, and I thought that there was a chance that uh she wouldn't get picked and that you would lean towards um I don't know like a, a Romeo or or a, a Swati. No shot. Those two <laughs> and Roxroy were my bottom three. All on the same drive. That's so funny. God, I can't oh it was so close. I had a nearly perfect draft of like all the people or only people that I actively wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have, like, nothing to say about Lydia. She just seems very, like, uh, I mean, the one thing I'll say, going over her bio, she seems a bit lonerish, so I wonder if she might have triple jelly. She's afraid tribe. of vacuum cleaners. That is <laughs> hilarious. Unironically, <laughs> that's you know, so funny. But thankfully, there probably aren't going to be I any think... out there. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that Erica also kind of gave off lonerish vibes, and she won last season, yeah, so who knows? That's true, that's yeah. True. Just the visual of somebody in her life chasing her around with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> no! Oh, what did she think about Roombas? Mm-hmm. Now they know their way around! Yeah. But yeah, I, I also don't have, like, too much to say about Lydia. I think she's just, you know, a solid, no huge red flags, no huge green flags either. Uh, just a solid pick that has some potential. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. curious here, uh, Fred, as we go to your pick, if you're going to, uh, you, you have to make the choice between balancing out your tribes or leaning all the way in on the blue tribe. Or sorry, on the orange tribe. Okay. This See, this is... So I'm curious which way you go. I don't want any of these people. <laughs> um, I guess now I can kind of just go through it. Cause and like, yeah. okay. So starting with Jackson, Jackson seems like such a sweet human being and I want to hug him, <laughs> but, 
but I don't think he's going to be a great player. Um, and talking about like Jonathan Young, I think both Jonathan and Jackson, the two J's, kind of fell into that same category where I think their best path forward is just kind of getting brought along. And I think Jackson just has less going for him than Jonathan does in that regard. Um, other than, you know, potentially making or being able to make those closer connections that he needs um, to to actually follow that path. Um, but kind of like what uh, Soaring said about his impression of high, I also kind of feel like Jackson's a bit naive socially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, that, just too many red flags about his position, his personality, again, despite being extremely sweet and right, you know right. all that um maria ah i also kind of had her in the same boat as Lindsay, but again i would have always picked a Lindsay first mm-hmm. i remember very very little specifically about maria yeah um so yeah i, I, don't I feel really like at this point there's there. like no harm in picking maria i feel like she's a really safe choice yeah for sure and that's sort of where i'm leaning right now um, cause like Romeo, I don't remember exactly my first impression of him, but I don't think it was good. I think he came off as very intense in the wrong ways, maybe. Um, I think Romeo could actually be like in a pretty decent spot. It just really depends on how these people interact with each other. Yeah. Like, I feel like Romeo is either like, someone they just consider as a first boot or is like in the like tight duo of this group yeah and i feel like swati's you know in that same position for sure i will never draft swati because she said her role model was elon musk and i don't support that (laughs) so again very personal reason but there's no shot i'm ever picking her so it's pretty much between maria and romeo and i just got nothing yeah i feel like at this point it really is less about the player and more about the tribe yeah and just leaning on how you want to kind of gamble balance versus min max yeah i think hmm i don't trust the blue tribe is is what i'm thinking here i don't (laughs) think i trust them i can see a much clearer line where like Omar and Marianne snag Maria as a number, right? That feels like a very natural development of things. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, you know, uh, an Omar Marianne trying to get, like, a Jonathan or a Lindsay, right? Um, uh, yeah, I just don't trust the Blue Tribe. I think I have to pick Maria. All right. Yeah, I could have told you that one. Yeah. Because, like, my, my first reaction going into this pick was Romeo, but once I started thinking about each person individually and, like, the tribe, it's just, the Blue Tribe is way too volatile, and I think Romeo is towards the bottom of that volatility. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, uh, sorry, we've talked through everyone quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Who are you grabbing from our final three here? Well, I have not many feelings about most of this remaining uh, group here, uh, but I'm going to go with Romeo. All right. I mean, 
The guy's last name is Escobar. This, this guy's going to smuggle his way into the f- final three. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure he's never heard any jokes like that ever in his yeah, life. Yeah, never. I'm sure he's not <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> Sorry, Romeo. Yeah, I don't think Romeo's really a bad choice at all for like a long term, yeah. but it would just I, I be generally liked him to uh, in yeah, see how like this early game goes. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is also kind of my risk assessment with Romeo. You know, just I'm kind of surprised you w- didn't. W- just... Will he get past like the first day wild card period? Yeah, I'm kind mm-hmm. of surprised you didn't just like pull on Orange Tribe because that's almost what I have the like inclination to have done in your spot uh, is to look at the tribe versus the player. But mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, especially like early on. We had you know in our first half we had pulled mostly from uh Ika Ika tribe but then we just I mean partly because of me but then we really just leaned more into uh Vati and Taku I just think that's kind of interesting for our second half here Mm -hmm. if I had picked Lydia instead of Marianne would Mm -hmm. either you or TB have picked Marianne um I would have picked Marianne for sure okay let me uh, just because I don't think see. she's gonna get voted out in the pre-merge. Yeah. See, I feel like it. I'm when I'm going through the draft, I am kind of looking to fill certain roles, mm-hmm. and I feel Marianne aligns very similarly to Daniel in terms of like, right. um, like very number centric, very smart kind of character mm, I see so i probably mean. probably would not have just for the sake of that even though it probably was would have been a bad idea mm-hmm. um I, I don't know and that's just like a, that's the way i draft i guess yeah. i mean it's been so pretty I, successful I had, so far i have the athletic one i have the the, the like smart one the like mom character and then kind of a uh all arounder the d is. the d the l and the l yeah oh true that's funny so yeah, i'm i'm surprised with jackson and swati being the last two i'm surprised that jenny is not one of the last two i think is a better way to put it <laughs> um i thought there was no shot there's no way anybody would like willingly pick jenny (laughs) outside of like the last pick so i just couldn't really get a read at all on swatty yeah yeah but so that might be an interesting thought if uh, if i learn more about her through the game as maybe to pick her up yeah, off the waiver. waivers are there. They're you know they're not locked out forever. If suddenly we see the first episode and Jenny is like terrible, I can always make that switch. For sure, for sure. I'm mostly just surprised well, that they. Uh, and, unless Jenny there. goes home, episode one, of course. And I I do like Jackson, um, but he is, I, I think he's the oldest contestant in the game at 58. Oh, He's fifty eight. I did not realize that. Dang, I didn't realize that either. Forty eight. I also didn't know that. Forty eight. Oh, he's forty eight. There's somebody that's there's somebody four. There's somebody that's fifty eight. Uh, Mike, maybe? 
It might have been yeah, Mike. Mike is 58. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, Jackson does not look 58. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got the two ages confused. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't have picked Mike. But Jackson, he seems like nice, but what are my notes on him? Uh, he was talking, he's a healthcare manager. I don't know, I didn't really have anything much on a read for him either but so yeah he might be an interesting waiver pick as well just like i think both of these waivers are not necessarily people we think are like terrible are they're just kind of like neutral and like didn't really have any big points like leading them to want it like us to want to grab them up yeah yeah because i mean realistically i could have picked jackson in place of maria and it would be about equal in my head um but like I said, I just don't get like games heavy vibes from Jackson at all. And not necessarily from Maria either, but I think Maria has more potential to connect with any or whoever's going to be, you know, top alliance on this tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's everything shaken out. I do think the balancing we kind of have going on of tribes that we've drafted is really interesting and having like uh fred really far on taku and me really far on vadi and then it gets a little more like messy in the middle with soaring and tb uh i think it'll be fun to see how each tribe sort of like shakes things out yeah Uh, i really didn't want to go all in on a tribe but yeah, I mean, you could have gone all four, and that didn't happen. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, there, those well, are our draft picks. Uh, as always, you know, those are going to stay up on the spreadsheet in the show notes at rngshow.com/slash/forty-two. They're up there. Uh, the rules are up there. We're all set for the uh, show to start on the ninth. Oh yeah, any any predictions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> first first boots winner picks no i have no read at all uh okay yeah, let's see kind of how i'm feeling as I, well. I i i have one i have okay. one here okay i'll uh i'll do winner pick i think my my prediction is not going to be for winner pick or first boot i'm i might do one but my first prediction that i'm going to put on the spreadsheet is Tune wins. Oh, that, that <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I don't know. We'll I see. mean, honestly, with the reach off, there's like a non-zero chance that this strat comes through significantly in in the redraft one way or another. Yeah, and I mean, he just he's just on a different level. Yeah, maybe I'm just <laughs> playing mind games with you all. It's yeah, he, he he's he's seeing through it all. Yeah, he's seeing the matrix. He's, he's hacked into the mainframe, doing the the calculations. Yeah, I think uh, because okay, so because I don't really have a strong attachment to anybody this season, um, I want to make my uh, prediction for the winner pick uh, be Jenny, just because I know it would make Fred really upset. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'll write that one in. No, I really don't have, like, any attachment. Yeah, I think I'm gonna so. say <laughs> that my winner pick... My winner pick, honestly, is between Omar and High. Obviously, I want to say Omar because he's on my team. Mm-hmm. But I think High has a lot of 
winner potential. Um, maybe even more so than Omar, but uh, I will probably still give it to Omar because I have to all in. Yeah, right. Of course. I am uh, going to predict. Oh, go keep. Going. I was just gonna say go first thing. boot. Uh, my God, it has to be Jay. <laughs> it has to be. I don't actually think she's going to go first, but I can't think of anybody else that I it gives me more like they go first vibes. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Soaring, what do you got? Well, uh, I'm going to wager that the Vati tribe will lose the most members. Hey, hey, hey. Play <laughs> <Right laughs> off. <laughs> Chill, bro. <laughs> ah, yes. All according to plan. <laughs> Vati sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, those there. It's that. Excited to see what happens. I'm like, kind of looking forward to not engaging that much with this season in a way and just kind of like letting it roll out and not thinking too hard about it. That's kind of the perspective I've been taking with this one. Mm-hmm. I guess last things we could mention is just like, how do we feel about the cast as a whole? I think Toon, you've made your opinion pretty clear. Um, I don't, I think it's a solid cast. Um, again, nobody stands out as like these really big characters. There's a couple that stand out relatively. Um, but nobody really feels like bad either. So I guess it, it just kind of ends up being a, a pretty middling cast. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like a group that doesn't seem to be like full of potential at the start, but I guess it's kind of interesting. Cause usually like when we go to the new season, like I find each individual person like pretty interesting. And this time I'm not really getting that specific vibe from any one person. Uh, so maybe that'll mean it'll just be a really like blowout cast, but mm-hmm. you know these these are the people who will you know have been in like quarantine and then lockdown in Fiji like the longest. So I have a feeling they're all going to come out of the door like really intense. My pick for first boot, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Romeo. Romeo. Yeah, I think picking anyone from the Blue Tribe as first route is honestly not a bad call. Mm -hmm. My pick for winner? (gasps) Marianne. Interesting. Interesting. I would not have thought. That would be a fun season. Yeah. Representing the gamers. (laughs) Gamers rise up. (laughs) She loves Animal Crossing. Heck yeah. All right. Are we all set then? I think so. I think that's it. Any okay. any immediate <laughs> trades that want to happen? <laughs> well, I think um, I don't remember how long this up. Actually, I just don't. I have no idea. I, this will be like a long episode or a double episode. It's a long episode, right? Let me check what they did last season. Oh, the premiere. I thought you meant the podcast episode. No, the premiere. Um, did we lose two people in episode one? We did. And that was a... Oh, that was like a double boot. Oh, That was right. a double boot episode. 
It was a double boot episode. <laughs> I love this show. Okay. Is so it, but it wasn't but, two but, but, to go home. But it wasn't a double boot long episode. No, it was just No, it was the, it was just two separate tribes going to tribal. Yeah. So I guess expect uh two people to go home. Could be from the same tribe here. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But We'll have to find it out next time. Uh, so that just wraps it up for us this week. If you want to go check out uh, our other episodes, we have uh, drafts and follow-throughs for uh, Ghost Island Up. That's all at rngshow.com. Thanks to Zoe for editing this episode, as always. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. You already know where to find the spreadsheet. And rngshow.com slash 42. That's the one. Thanks to Flying for helping design the rules. Yeah, we got a bunch of new rules. It's going to be really fun to see how that plays out. Uh, the rules and the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet, as always, got another like really big facelift for this season. And we'll be back here next week to go over the premiere of Survivor Season 42. See you then. Catch you on the flip side. Please let it be better than last season. Oh my god, please. Please, <laughs> please, please. please.